Are you ready to take your business to the next level? Every day there are countless books and articles that are published offering the key on how to make your business a success. It's easy to feel overwhelmed trying to keep up and run your business. That's why Deb Creer created the Business Power Hour. Keep up on the latest trends, best practices, and techniques for how to make your business a success. Let the Business Power Hour do the heavy work for you. Good morning, good morning. I am Deb Creer, and I am passionate about giving professionals the tools that they need to make themselves and their businesses as successful as possible. And I am so excited today because we are continuing our month of LinkedIn-specific programs. We've been doing this now for several years, and I absolutely love it because I learn something new every time. And so I'm really looking forward to speaking with today's guest. So welcome, Nancy Sheed, to our program today. Welcome, Nancy. Thank you, Deb. I'm very excited to be here. I'm very excited to see you. And I'm always, always, always happy to talk about LinkedIn. Perfect. I love it. Well, let me tell people just a little bit about you and then we will dive into this. So Nancy Sheed is an online marketing strategist and real life people connector with more than 20 years working in communications, media, and publishing industries. Her clients include authors, experts, and thought leaders seeking to authentically integrate digital media into their marketing and personal brand building strategy. Nancy helps her clients build platforms that launch bestsellers and speaking careers. So again, Nancy, welcome. Thanks, Deb. So excited to, to be here. And um, this is this is online connecting in its own kind of way. Yeah. Even though we're being digital, I consider this online people. It connect. is. It is. You know, we're, we've got our virtual glasses of water and, you know, cups of coffee. And if we were later in the day, we might have a virtual glass of wine. But um, yeah, I mean, this this is just the way that we're going to be doing business proceeding um, you know, going forward. It's, you know, it's, it's interesting because some of us have been doing it for years. Others are, are just now catching on, but yeah, online meeting is just the way that, that we're going to be doing things from, uh, from now on. You know, one of the things that I always love to talk about with my guests is where they got to where they are today. You know, and and so you've had a little bit of a circuitous route. So tell us about you know your career and how you discovered that this is your passion in life. Great question. Um, I, I think we go back to the very very beginning. You know, it was not unusual. I was interested. I mean, I just remember even in high school being able to read. Business Week mag, you know, my dad's Business Week magazine, mm-hmm. but in the same space, you know, I had the big fat Vogue, right? So, mm-hmm. so the interest in the media and, the, and that um, was always there. I got into college and liked the marketing classes and liked the art history classes, but started also saying, well, wait, <clears throat> how much do these jobs pay? Right. Yeah. Can I make a I, living doing that? I know what I'm living. I ended up knowing that I wanted to go to New York. Mm-hmm. So I actually went the accounting route and yeah. um, because I just thought, okay, it, it would be a great foundation for mm-hmm. business. Right. No um, matter what. No matter mm-hmm. what, uh, it gets you there. So I actually graduated from college with, a, with an accounting degree mm-hmm. and went in the you know, footsteps of those at that point, I think big six accounting, um, but very quickly realized that my little marketing heart and extroverted heart um, was needed, needed to be with people and needed to be back in the world of, <laughs> of promoting and, and promotions and things like that. So I was really lucky to make a jump over 
you know, coincidentally to a, a personal finance magazine mm-hmm. and then to Business Week, which, mm-hmm. you know, I had been reading in high school, mm-hmm. you know, with my dad. So, um, uh, but doing PR for these mm-hmm. publications. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I, my financial background served me that I knew the content. Mm-hmm. However, I got to be back in the kind of promotion and promoting um, the magazine mm-hmm. and, and breaking stories and those sort of things. And I think that, though it seems slightly different, was the natural evolution then into getting into what I do now. It was always mm-hmm. about promoting um, the content, promoting the news breaking stories, mm-hmm. promoting, you know, let's say the, the at those in those days, the writer, but, you know, now mm-hmm. it's evolved into being an author. Um, and, you know, why do I want to do that? Because I think that typically these either messages or news stories um findings, research or whatever mm-hmm. are really important for the world to know. Mm-hmm. So I was fortunate enough to kind of, you know, be around um, as the social media was taking mm-hmm. off and and um, got my first client in 2010 when mm-hmm. I kind of had gone out on my own and she said, I need help with this Twitter thing. And I mm-hmm. said, never been on Twitter. <laughs> Twitter. We'll figure it out. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, she was launching her first book that at that point, the whole, um, um, you know, were blogs media to be pitched mm-hmm. was still an idea mm-hmm. or are they this B-level mm-hmm. kind of, you know, media? She, you know, she wasn't sure, but we mm-hmm. wanted to explore mm-hmm. it. Um, and she had not yet developed an email list strategy. Again, mm-hmm. 2010, mm-hmm. that wasn't necessarily mm-hmm. a, a really important part right. of marketing strategy. So I just was really lucky to kind of be at the ground floor mm-hmm. with a prolific you know, client shout out Laura Vanderkam. She writes about time management. Mm-hmm. She's, you know, now six books later, but really lucky um, to get to kind of launch those pieces that, you know, I think you and I would agree important mm-hmm. for anybody, mm-hmm. like your website, your email marketing, and the social media part. So that was now, gosh, 11 years ago. And mm-hmm. here we are. Now every right. platform requires its own expert, mm-hmm. but there's still big picture ideas and strategies. Um, that, you know, are important for helping Mm -hmm. people either set the foundation and grow or pivot when, you know, maybe they're either launching their new business Mm -hmm. or Mm -hmm. going from corporate to this or launching a new book. Right. You know, and I I love that because so many people, you know, and, and I mean, you know, these, these are marketing tools, but you do have to use them differently. Um, you know, and, and uh, because, you know, a, a newspaper, a magazine, for example, you know, when we pick it up, we're looking for certain information, uh, you know, and, and so that's, that's definitely the, the, the pull type of thing. Um, but, you know, social media and, and even having a website, I mean, you know, that's people are, are, you know, again, they're deliberately going to it, but they're kind of looking for things in a different way. Um, you know, and, and especially if you're trying to promote your business, you know, when we have a magazine, when we have a newspaper, you expect to see ads, you know, and, and you, you know, see them and, and you flip through them. And, and, you know, if you're not looking for a couch, you're probably not going to look at the furniture ad, you know, you're going past it. But social media, it's, it's tricky because even though there's advertising, you know, and we know it's there and we bitch and we whine right. about it all the time, um, except when we want something. And then it's great because it's going to, you know, you post once and then you see all this stuff and you don't have right. to research anymore. Um, but, you know, it's it, it it's advertising is much less intrusive and, and definitely less popular. So we have to build those relationships with people. You know, they they want the messages from us and not from the business. 
hundred percent. And I think that is the reason I quickly learned that I liked working mm-hmm. with writers and authors and right. journalists because mm-hmm. um, the product is information. The product is uh, okay. It might be a book, but mm-hmm. the pro, you know they they typically are prolific in mm-hmm. their writing and their content. So it's not to your point. Like so, to me, organic. And by organic, you know, versus as you were just talking about the paid, mm-hmm. they they are um, they typically have so much content that we mm-hmm. can use for organic mm-hmm. uh, content to then create those relationships, mm-hmm. you know, and build that trust and build that community. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean that advertising doesn't become part of it, mm-hmm. but for me, that is what um, is is so wonderful about mm-hmm. working with you know thought leaders and writers and journalists, mm-hmm. or because. They've got the content there. Mm-hmm. They sometimes get bogged down mm-hmm. in the weeds of their stuff. Right. So, so I like to work with them to sort of like, you know, bring them out or mm-hmm. help them think about how to promote it or mm-hmm. how to get it out or how to break it down or mm-hmm. how to simplify it or, you know, sometimes how even to repackage it. Mm-hmm. But I think um, when I hear you say advertising, you know, it's, that's not our first line of defense um, when we're getting this foundation set up because there's so much amazing content mm-hmm. there to work with to begin with right. that we're really blessed versus, mm-hmm. you know, way back when I'm like, of course I can help people sell their products. Mm-hmm. Of course mm-hmm. I can build websites for people and, you know, sell their widgets. And that's a whole different story. Mm-hmm. It really, it really is. A, um, people content and ideas and services is a very different story mm-hmm. than buy this, these sunglasses, mm-hmm. buy this book, right. come in and buy this, you know, piece of merchandise. Mm-hmm. And to your point, that's how we use those platforms differently. Mm-hmm. Right. My sister, who's a bookstore owner, she's killing it on Instagram, mm-hmm. right? Because, oh, because she's showing so the books. Things, yes. Mm-hmm. Right. It's mm-hmm. completely different. Mm-hmm. So, um, but yeah. And, and as you said, like, not only do you not almost need to be an expert in every single platform, mm-hmm. I will say to people, when we're talking about ads, we're going to go find you know, my one or two ad mm-hmm. experts I like to right. work with. That's a whole nother kettle of fish, mm-hmm. a whole different science right. in and of itself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and the cool thing is social media really does allow us to connect with the people. Um, you know, authors is is a fabulous example of that. You know, we've we've got the the books, we buy the books, fiction, nonfiction. We think they're great. But then when we can actually connect with the author online, you know, whether it's Facebook, whether it's Instagram, whether it's LinkedIn, whether it's whatever those platforms are, Clubhouse. you know, yeah, yeah, you know, they, um, and it's funny, you and I met on Clubhouse, right? Right. Um, and so, you know, it's a way for them to truly connect. Now, are they connecting with each individual person? No. Um, you know, especially if they're a really popular author. I mean, you know, they're, they don't, they're, you know, you're going to be a fan of their page as opposed to their personal Facebook page, you know, all of these various things, but they themselves can get out there, um, you know, especially during a pandemic when, you know, there aren't those things called book signings, um, you know, and all of these various things, you know, they can use Clubhouse, LinkedIn, whatever it is to be talking about what they do. You know, if it's say a business week um, columnist, okay, they might talk about the research that they did to develop that article. You know, a a fiction author is going to talk about their characters and how they found them, you know, all those various things. So it really does allow us to connect on that personal level, even if it's still, you know, several several layers away. Absolutely. And I I think... um... I think uh, writers and authors and, and, you know, even thought leaders are coming around to 
um, you know, 20 years ago, everything had to be perfect and buttoned up and right. packaged, whether it was video or whether it was a press release. Right. Or whatever. And we spent thousands of dollars exactly. on it. Exactly. And you, um, it's just very different now that mm-hmm. it's okay to be a little rough. It's okay mm-hmm. to show behind the scenes. It's actually, it makes you more relatable right. if it is behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. Like you sort of get an idea into the process. Mm-hmm. And so I think, I love that we've had that shift and and mm-hmm. I think there's a balance. You don't have to show everything, right? right. Oh, like you everybody. I mean, you know, yeah, if if you know, they don't they really don't need to know what I had for dinner unless it's something spectacular. <laughs> right. You know, but I, I'll use Laura's example like mm-hmm. on her Instagram page, mm-hmm. she will show how she miraculously packs for her family of 7 mm-hmm. with like three suitcases. And it is gobsmackingly mm-hmm. impressive, right? So mm-hmm. perfect use of your Instagram. You don't need to write about it. She doesn't mm-hmm. want to write like, this is how exactly how mm-hmm. I pack. But, mm-hmm. but I think, you know, and in the same vein, you know, there are days when life isn't perfect that mm-hmm. I think it's it's helpful for, right. for people. To this. Mm-hmm. But I think that behind the scenes is how we do mm-hmm. build that trust and relatability. Mm-hmm. And, um, and for some people, that's mm-hmm. part of my job is to sort of get them okay with that. They're like, mm-hmm. really? Somebody wants to know. Right. And I was like, yeah, 100%. And or I think with books, the other thing that, as I'm sure you know, happens is a lot of stuff doesn't make it into the book. Right. That doesn't mean it's still not great content that mm-hmm. we can't figure out a way to use on the website or for mm-hmm. social media or, right. you know, as a download or mm-hmm. something like that, mm-hmm. you know, to share with your audience. Right. So don't let the cutting room floor mm-hmm. stuff go away. It's really mm-hmm. important. Right. Yeah. I, you know, uh, one of the, the things that I love knowing mo- most about is kind of that backstory sometimes that authors, you know, and, and obviously it's it's more fiction, but, you know, that they're creating in their head about their characters, um, you know, and, and, and then even, you know, forward, you know, Harry Potter is a great example of that with, with J.K. Rowling. I mean, she really does know that you know where her characters came from in in her mind you know she's they're they're humans to her now granted it helps that there were all those movies and and also you know so she can really put those but but then she knows okay this is how they died this is right. how their children you know and and so an author you know, when they put all of that together, that's what is so interesting about some of these books. Um, you know, and 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 of course, an author. You know, they, they a lot of times they're an introvert. You know, they are an author because they want to just sit at their computer and and they don't want to see people. So I'm sure it's it's a challenge to get them to actually use these platforms. You said it, and I think um, it's also like. I did. I did put personal branding, you know, in that in in my bio. But mm-hmm. I I really don't use those phrases when I talk to writers and authors because mm-hmm. um, it scares them, them half to death. <laughs> but a lot of them still are are, are hesitant to mm-hmm. sort of you know to them the whole idea mm-hmm. of personal branding is icky. It should be about their book. It should right. be about their content. Mm-hmm. It it is harder. It is much harder mm-hmm. when it becomes about them and their story. Mm-hmm. To me, that's the part I love. I'm mm-hmm. much more interested in the author. Right. I love their book. I know mm-hmm. it's their baby. Mm-hmm. I love the author, right? Mm-hmm. Like I'm there for the author and how are we going to tell your story? Mm-hmm. Because also um, it's going to go beyond the book. You mm-hmm. know, my hope is, is if this is your first book or you're, you know, that we're building this platform and creating this community, not just for the book, but mm-hmm. for, for hopefully man, lifetime sounds extreme, mm-hmm. but, but for what comes after the right. book. Are they going on to 
um, you know, working mostly with nonfiction, are they going to go on to, to give talks, Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, do, you know, I have another client and she does big, huge workshops Mm -hmm. and, um, with, uh, high stress places like law Mm -hmm. firms and healthcare agencies, like what, let's just not build for the short term and Mm -hmm. for the book. Let's build for what, what happens, you know, after that, let's let the book serve as place and and what it needs to do, Mm -hmm. you know, in terms of launching or being part of your Mm -hmm. bigger strategy, but you hit the nail on the head. Um, they are introverts. It is hard to talk about themselves, mm-hmm. you know, much more than a headshot feels a little, mm-hmm. you know, uncomfortable. I'm like, mm-hmm. what about a, you know, like photo session for your mm-hmm. website and we can use in social. They're right. like, well, I and they're like, ah, you know, so they've got their here. one picture that's on the back right. of their book that is 20 years old. <laughs> right. Only more than that. But, but I think I've also learned, um, I work best with people who know they need to do it Mm -hmm. and they kind of, but they know they want a little help with it. Mm -hmm. Right. Like they don't need to be sold on Mm -hmm. why should I be on LinkedIn or why should I, or they come and say, you know, Mm -hmm. I have to do this social media thing. Help me figure out what I'm going to do, what we're going to say, or, you know, and, and part of sometimes my job, which I love is to give permission as you and I spoke about earlier Mm -hmm. to say, you don't have to be everywhere. Right. It doesn't make sense Mm -hmm. for you to be here. Let's go in for quality, Mm -hmm. not quantity. Let's Mm -hmm. go in for consistency. Let's go in for where your audience Mm -hmm. is. Stop trying to be on, you know, Pinterest and clubhouse, Mm -hmm. um, you know, and house when you don't need to be, Mm -hmm. you really need to be going deep into, you know, Instagram and LinkedIn or, in, in my world, Twitter plays, you know, with the, with the nonfiction writers mm-hmm. and authors and thought leaders, Twitter's still, you know. Twitter's going to be a big one. Twitter's mm-hmm. a big one. I think for a lot of people, they're, especially post-election, it's, it's not as relevant as it was. Mm-hmm. I, I'm a huge fan. I love mm-hmm. it. And I love LinkedIn too. So, mm-hmm. and again, for the same reason, it's less about um, having the perfect, beautiful pictures. Mm-hmm. It's less, it really is about the mm-hmm. ideas and meeting and sharing right. of, of what's going on. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, and LinkedIn truly is about that content, um, you know, and, and providing those posts, whether you're sharing somebody else's content or sharing your own content, it's about sharing information, um, you know, and, and I think that's what so many people forget about is, you know, you know, we all got on LinkedIn when it started, you know, because we were told you, you needed to do that. And we cut and we pasted our resume and ta-da, you know, we never go back. Um, but it is such a great way for thought leaders to really be getting their views out there and, you know, and, and do it in, in a professional way. Uh, you know, it's, it's fun to know a little bit of the, the backstory of, of folks, but LinkedIn truly is the professional place. And for anyone, it's, it's just, you know, it is, it's the, the best place to be getting that content out there to people to, to establish yourself as that thought leader, as that expert. And I think that's what so many people forget about. I, I, I totally agree. And I think, I mean, I'm happy to see, I think we have slightly shifted from the, as you said, put your resume up, set mm-hmm. it and forget it. Right. Um, and I think the other thing that's overwhelming, I'll take a step back for the people that aren't on LinkedIn, mm-hmm. let's say they don't consider themselves a thought leader, or mm-hmm. they may have taken a gap in the marketplace, right. or they may, you know, they may be perfectly happy in their corporate mm-hmm. job, right? Like I'm thinking of all the excuses right. yeah. people, mm-hmm. um, don't go on LinkedIn or don't touch their mm-hmm. LinkedIn. And um, they would certainly probably even hate the words personal branding, but mm-hmm. um, because they don't see the need for it. They don't see the mm-hmm. need for it. And as you and I would say, like, it is, 
free, easy, mm-hmm. like I'm not going to say completely no brainer mm-hmm. way for you to stake your claim mm-hmm. in the internet, say who you are, what you do, what you believe in. Mm-hmm. I don't care if it's a pay job mm-hmm. or you've had it, right? Like, like mm-hmm. just go take ownership in a simple way mm-hmm. of that LinkedIn profile. Um, I just, it, it, it boggles my mind. I mean, I've, I've had conversations uh, with people on nonprofits who are these amazing fundraisers mm-hmm. and they don't have a LinkedIn profile. Right. And they, why and you're like, do you not get that you're your donors the, are there? Like you're calling on the CEO. I was like, the research you could do. And I said, second mm-hmm. of all, in this day and age, the minute anybody sees your name, mm-hmm. they're going to Google it. Mm-hmm. What's going to come up? Right. Do, do you want them t- to see like, I don't know, either where you donated or your last, mm-hmm. you know, um, real estate transaction? Mm-hmm. Or would you like for your LinkedIn profile to come up right. where it says who you are, what you do, what you believe mm-hmm. in? And gives a sense of your network. Mm-hmm. So I, I get, I just, I, I'm a, I get a little, <laughs> I'm raising my voice. Right. I get, uh-huh. I get because so, it's so important. Um, mm-hmm. I, and to your point, I said the same thing. I, we've, both of our boys are, are now in college, but my, our requirement or mm-hmm. my requirement was you're not leaving for college mm-hmm. until you've opened up your LinkedIn profile mm-hmm. because you have worked. Um, there's no reason not to, and it's mm-hmm. easier to add to it than it is to go back. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm a big fan, again, whether you're 18, whether you're 50, whether mm-hmm. you're 75, like mm-hmm. you don't have to be alone all the time, mm-hmm. but it is such an incredibly mm-hmm. useful tool at so many different mm-hmm. stages that right. I, I just, mm-hmm. soapbox not over yet, but. No, yeah, no, because that's, that's what this program is for is we're all yeah. up on our soapboxes, especially about LinkedIn. Fan about about mm-hmm. LinkedIn. And so um, I think the other misconception is, um, that it's really complicated. And, you know, okay, like all these platforms, they're mm-hmm. become more bells and whistles and secret things you have to do. But but it's really easy um, to have a very simple profile mm-hmm. on LinkedIn that LinkedIn calls quote unquote all-star. As mm-hmm. you know, you know, there is, you know, you, you can become a LinkedIn all-star, right. but it does not a involve, ton of work. Mm-hmm. It is not a ton of work. And so, um, you know, I have a talk that's called 10 steps to all-star status. Mm-hmm. And and part of that is just to say to people, this, you know, here mm-hmm. are the things you literally need to do. Right. It doesn't mean mm-hmm. you have to go back and find your job in 1982 no. and write any statistics. Mm-hmm. You don't have to do that. It's mm-hmm. really easy. So I think that's, you know, the getting in and getting started um, should, isn't, is, should be a no brainer and shouldn't mm-hmm. be overwhelming. So right. I think you and I believe mm-hmm. in that. Right. Well, and, you know, I believe that we always need to be keeping them current. You know, maybe we're not going in and posting every day, but the information about us should be current. Um, You know, you mentioned folks that, you know, they've got this great corporate job. They're happy, yada, yada, yada. Whoa, then a pandemic hits. (laughs) And all of a sudden they're like, well, I'm not sure I'm going to have this job. Or maybe I don't want this job. You know, I think there were a lot of people who went, well, Hmm, now that I've been working from home, I found different passions, all these various things. And and it's exactly what you said. Rather than having to go back and think, what did I do? Uh, you know, and, and building connection, why not just keep it current? Um, you know, and, and then really kick it into high gear if you're needing it for something. But you know, I, I always find it interesting when I look at somebody's profile. And and I know they haven't touched it in years, um, you know. And, and especially if they if they sent me a request to connect, I'm like, I'm pretty sure you haven't worked at that job for five you know years, or you know they they don't do the the basic things. I mean, how many people still don't have a picture? 
Um, they don't have a good professional headline. They don't have that a personalized billboard behind them. You know, all of these various things, you know, and, and I say that as being, you know, the cobbler's kid who always is working on my own profile, or I, I at least have it on my list, right, to, to be working on my own profile. But, you know, we need to be keeping those things current because you never know what might come along. Um, you know, I'm, uh, I, I volunteer for the University of Colorado. You know, that's my alma mater. That's even though I'm, I'm here in Georgia, I still do a lot for it. And I was asked to serve on a very high committee at the university several weeks ago. And one of the things they said was, and we need a copy of your resume. And I went, I haven't done a resume in probably 20 years, but I do have a LinkedIn profile. And you can download it. You can save it as a PDF. And it was absolutely perfect for what they needed because they didn't really mean resume as in you're applying for a job resume. They actually wanted what you would put in a a good LinkedIn profile, Um, you know, and and so that was, you know, I sent that and they said, oh my gosh, this is perfect. Um, You know, and, and so that's, that's yet another benefit is you never know when there's an opportunity that could come up where being active and and having a great LinkedIn profile is going to to benefit you. A hundred percent. And I I like how you were talking about just sort of continuing to update it. And I I try and talk about it as like, here are the first few things you need to do to get Mm -hmm. the profile set and ready Mm -hmm. and updated. And then here, as you just said, Mm -hmm. here are the things you need to do to stay active, to stay engaged, right? Mm -hmm. And and those are, you know, and it doesn't mean you ignore your profile, but to your point, if things aren't changing drastically, Mm -hmm. then- you know, here, here are these other things that you, mm-hmm. that you need to do. And, and then the other piece of it, you know, sounds sneaky, but just to the, for well, two things, one research, mm-hmm. right? Like information you can find out either about companies right. or, or people mm-hmm. or um, networks mm-hmm. or um, I mean, just, it's such an amazing research tool. Right. It's and a huge how- database. I mean, that's yeah, what people it, forget is it's, that's basically what LinkedIn is. It's a yeah. big database. It, it's a hundred percent. And I think the other piece, especially in the pandemic, you know, I was on a zoom call yesterday and we were actually encouraged and it was nice. Cause I like the way the the moderator gave permission, you know, because we're not, mingling before this talk because mm-hmm. we're not going to mingle afterwards mm-hmm. because we're not trading business cards. Um, and because the actual talk was about connecting, she mm-hmm. said, please go like, take a look at the people mm-hmm. in this room, post in the chat, mm-hmm. you know, who you are and what you mm-hmm. do, put your LinkedIn profile. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, I think to me, that's the other perk. I, I would say, you know, like this sounds weird, but mm-hmm. I, I would say that my community or network in a good way versus network in a bad way, mm-hmm has grown just as much mm-hmm. in this past year. And I, I LinkedIn's going to get credit for it, right? Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. Because you're in the Zoom meeting, you find somebody's information, unless they tell you to find them somewhere else. Mm-hmm. That to me is the next kind of third party right. way, right? Mm-hmm. You're not going to go into their website and end up in their mm-hmm. info box. You really, you know, and it's mm-hmm. because of the messaging tool, you quickly say, and always send a message no matter what. Yes. yes. Right. Just saw you on such and such Zoom. Right. Just saw you. Really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Uh, excited to connect. And mm-hmm. if they don't even connect, at least you've sent them that message mm-hmm. of it was nice to meet you. Right. right? Like mm-hmm. it's just been such a, a mm-hmm. great, um, a great tool post pandemic. And I think um, though I've heard those that don't like social media who are on LinkedIn, who say it's feeling more like Facebook. I, I still feel like, you know, it's not, it's not full of so much clutter and clobber to right. get through that right. you can't 
find the people you're looking for or find the information you're looking mm-hmm. for or, or, you know, or figure out how mm-hmm. to, to connect. Right. You know, and every once in a while, LinkedIn does make a change where I think, oh, they're, they're trying to be more like Facebook. But, it, you know, you're, especially with the content that people are posting, you know, I can look at my Facebook feed and half of the things I get annoyed at, half of them I don't read. And uh, there, I just got 100%. Um, but, you know, I'm, I'm not really looking at, at most of what's on Facebook. On LinkedIn, now it might not be something that I read, but I know it's for the most part very business related. Right. Um, you know, and and but I was, you know, it's it's interesting. My first guest um, of of this series, we were talking about the fact that you can still put fun posts. Um, he's a scientist, and so he posts things that ninety nine percent of the time I yeah I don't even know what they are by the title, let right. alone you know. I'm not, but then he also posts some fun things. Now he said, you know, maybe one in four, you know, maybe not even that much, but. And, but it's still an appropriate business fun thing. You know, he's not talking about what he did over the weekend or or things like that. He's just posting something fun. And to me, that helps us in building those relationships with people. Right. You know, I might read that that you, you know, you know, some fun post from you, and I think, wow. I really do need to get to know Nancy better, you know, and, and then I figure, oh yeah, there's this business side of her, but there's that personal thing. Um, and, you know, and the platforms are different, you know, on Facebook, we're, we're going to be much more personal, much more fun. Actually on most of the other platforms, you know, that right. LinkedIn is, is very specifically geared towards being professional and, but yeah, I mean, we can still have fun with it. That's, that's the thing is I think so many people always think, well, I have to be just your know, button down collar and blah, blah. And, and that's why they don't like LinkedIn, but we can put fun personality into it. A hundred, a hundred percent. And I think um, again, I, I think, the the growth of um, videos, right? Like the mm-hmm. the, the 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 sort of videos, mm-hmm. you know, bringing videos forward mm-hmm. again. Part of it's just as opposed to a picture of you or a picture of me or a picture of you know our business mm-hmm. um, to get that video piece to sort of hear your voice and see your inflections. And especially again, if you're going to work with me or with you or you're somebody else, mm-hmm. you or you're going to read somebody's book, mm-hmm. right? you would kind of love to get a little more of that behind the scenes story. Mm -hmm. So I think the video part for the most part has actually also been really helpful to bring Mm -hmm. in whether you would call it fun or engagement. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? I I think it's just sort of brought a Mm -hmm. slightly, again, another more human um, level to it. Mm -hmm. And I think the other human part that I like is the, um, the congratulating part. Congratulations mm-hmm. to my friend on a promotion or right. congratulations. And LinkedIn for, tells you these things, folks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't for have launch, to research it. Mm-hmm. We're launching this book. I'm not so sure about the birthdays, but. but yeah, you, I, I skipped those. Those I'm like, yeah. I think again, the, you know, um, and the being able to tag people and celebrate mm-hmm. people and, you know, share them with your mm-hmm. network or, or vice versa. Um, they've made it, you know, really easy. And, and I think, you know, I, I think, Everybody else who's playing the LinkedIn world, mm-hmm. at least in the posting, have been pretty good about not being too spammy. Right. I think, I don't know about your inbox. I, I think oh, where mm-hmm. I'm fill up is in is in the inbox. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I got away lucky for a little while, but and I was I was hearing it happening to others, mm-hmm. but mine is now too. Um I think it is what it is, but mm-hmm. um, you know, at least well, it says sponsored when it comes in. So uh-huh. Yeah. You can screen through it, you know, as, as need be, mm-hmm. but for the most part, I do, I still feel like it's a wholly relatively, you know, pretty authentic place. 
um, you know, without too much of the spam and the bots. And I know they're there. I don't mm-hmm. mean to be right. naive, but I, I think, I, I think people treat it legitimately and mm-hmm. vice versa, at least the world I'm traveling mm-hmm. in there. Right. Yeah. You know, I, I get those spammy, you know, and it's funny because it's typically, you know, you get a, a nice regular normal request to connect. And so then, you know, I might connect with them, but then that's immediately wham, you get the spam. Um, you know, I had one the other day and, and I could tell, I mean, it truly was, you know, because it was almost instantaneous and it was a long message. So there's no way that somebody, you know, retyped it. They, right. you know, it was, it was a spam response and it was, did I know how important social media was and they were going to help me with it? And I thought, okay, let's do, just let's just see where this can go from here. And so I responded and I said, well, that's nice. However, maybe you should go back and read my profile. Got back a totally spammy response, you know. And so again, you know, clearly right. they weren't. And the bot, the bot was in motion. Yes, the bot, you know, it it went. Ooh, she responded. We typed this. Ooh, she responded. She and and let's be honest. I mean, there's and and you know, we we've actually interviewed some folks for this program who have very very intelligent spam bots. You know, they they know how to respond. Yeah, and and you know, the, and obviously there are times where it, it it refers them to the person. You know, it's like wait a minute. Um, you know, and, and, but, but yeah, it's just, you know, it, it, don't be spammy on this, whether you're a bot or not, you know, it, we, we, you know, the, the analogy I often hear the most is would you date or would you marry somebody after your first drink? No, you know, you, you, uh, hopefully not. I mean, there are those that do, but you know, um, and, but, but yeah, you want to get to know them. And the same thing happens on LinkedIn. Um, you know, I'm perfectly fine with somebody sending me a note as a follow-up and saying, Hey, I'd love to get to know more about you. You know, and, and if I can tell that it was truly authentic and not a spam bot and all of those things, then often I will say, I'm more than happy to chat with you. Here's a link to my online calendar. Um, because that is truly the test of the bot because a right. bot can't go schedule. So if it's a person, then they'll schedule the meeting. If it's a bot, you know, it, I, you know, I, I usually don't even get a response because it doesn't know what to do. Um, yeah. So, you know, and, and one of the things I've really started doing is trying to set up several meetings a week. Now, you know, half hour at the most right. of LinkedIn connections. You know, I'm going oh, in and either, you know, finding somebody new, you know, connecting with somebody new, or maybe it's somebody that I just haven't had the opportunity, right. especially in the last year, to be talking with. And I've been having some great conversations with people. Uh, I love that. You know, it's interesting. And I, again, for somebody who professes to love these social media, you know, I, I'm, I'm guarded with my connections and I, I'm losing, I, I will say I'm loosened up a little bit. And cause when mm-hmm. I used to, when I would give my LinkedIn talk, I would say, look, mm-hmm. everybody has to decide what their philosophy right. is. That's always yeah. one of the questions you get. Mm-hmm. Do I connect with everybody? Mm-hmm. You know, do I have to know mm-hmm. them? You know? And so my advice is to be like, and I think it still is, is if somebody called you and says, tell me about this person you're mm-hmm. connected to, what, what would you be able to right. say? Mm-hmm. Right. And so I kind of kept that very close that mm-hmm. I wanted to be able to tell you, something about that person, mm-hmm. even if it was, I've never met them, but they're, they're friends of, mm-hmm. or related to, or right. I know them in the context of this group. Mm-hmm. That's what I know. Mm-hmm. Right. And so as, as our networks are getting bigger, if somebody reaches out to me without a note, mm-hmm. don't ever do that. I um, know, but it's still, I get a note, maybe one of every 10 times. Yeah. And, and so if they haven't put a note and I, or, or they don't have that, um, 
I can't see sort of who we have in common for context. Uh, I won't necessarily accept. I will say, thanks for trying to connect. Mm -hmm. Can you tell me more about why Mm -hmm. you're interested in connecting? Mm -hmm. Um, Sometimes that just scares them away. Right. Right. Like I yeah. don't because they were else. just going through and yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so if they can't come back to me the legitimate, I'm like, you're gonna stay over there mm-hmm. in um ignore land for a mm-hmm. little while because I don't, you know, again, it's not that I'm not that special, but I, I do, I'm a little I'm still protective. I'm right. not the, oh yeah. Like, we don't take off. everybody's business card at a networking yeah. event. So <laughs> I think, you know, I, I think I've gotten a little more open. Um and mm-hmm. again. What are you looking, you know, mm-hmm. what's your, are you about to launch a business or mm-hmm. a product? You, you may want to have all the connections in the world. Right. Like that's completely different. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been interesting to watch. We talked about the college kids. It's mm-hmm. been interesting to watch them. You know, mm-hmm. one of my sons took it very serious. Like he was very, you know, as he started out, he was very close about his connections. And now he's looking for a job. He's like, oh, I understand why I need to right. have uh-huh. connections. Right. The younger one, you know, told all his friends, go hit up with my mom on LinkedIn. She'll be friends with you. And I was like, that's fine. But they're going to have to, like, tell me what they're looking for. Mm-hmm. Right. And why they oh, want yeah. Not connect. just send me the blank request to connect. Mm-hmm. So it's it's been fun seeing, you know, how it is mm-hmm. used. And to your point, I'm still amazed at people who aren't on there or who have huge mm-hmm. followings who, you know, don't have the picture. And I get mm-hmm. at some point people get to a level where... They don't need a LinkedIn profile, right? But mm-hmm. I just, to me, it's sort of like just filling out the basics seems mm-hmm. like a no-brainer. Right, right. You know, and it's it really is pretty simple to do some of the basics. Um, you know, even if you really are just having the picture, uh, you know, a pretty good headline, a little bit about you, um, you know, it, it, those various things. Because that, as you said, you know, that's how we're doing our research. And especially, I mean, you know, we've been in this pandemic a year. You know, uh, I don't know what the heck the future holds. All these people that say, oh, I can't wait for it to get back to normal. It ain't going back to normal, people. You know, we are not going to be doing business like we did in 2019. Good ways and bad ways. Um, the good ways are we're doing much more online. I mean, you know, that is is definitely the, right. the thing. And so, you know, because we're online, we're connecting with people and and really doing research about them, right? We're not going to a networking event and, you know, chatting with 20 people in the room. We might be on that Zoom that you were talking about. And and it's it's funny. One of the things that I do, I've got two big monitors. So I've got the Zoom on one. And then on the other, I have LinkedIn. And as we're going through, I'm just putting them in and finding them. <clears throat> and other people are doing that too, because I'm getting requests to connect from people on that Zoom thing. Right. Um, you know, and, and now obviously folks, you know, pay attention to what you're doing on the Zoom. I mean, you know, if if it's <clears throat> excuse me, a great speaker, don't be, you know, cluttering up the chat with while the, the person is speaking and, and things. So only post when they say hey, it's it's okay to post your connection information, you know, all of those various things. But yeah, I mean, I've often, you know, I'll, I'll be hearing a speaker and I'll be sending them a request to connect on LinkedIn saying, oh my gosh, I'm listening to you right now. Um, and, and I love that you say, you know, always have something there that you're, you know, when in your request to connect, you know, we have the attention span of a gnat and, you know, I like to think that I'm really memorable, 
But 10 minutes from now, somebody might not remember me. Um, so I remind them, hey, you know, we're doing an interview on the Business Power Hour. Saw you on a Zoom on C-Suite Network. You know, all of those things. Because again, that comes back to giving us a, a, a jumping off point for conversation, right? right? You know, if, if anything, they're like, oh my gosh, I love that speaker too. And, and then you kind of go from there as opposed to just the bing. Um, you know, most of the bings, I don't, you know, unless we've got a whole bunch of mutual connections, nah, I, I don't connect. No, no. And, you know, as you're talking, it's also making me realize like a lot of the, um, a lot of the Zooms and the things I've been mm-hmm. on are with people similar to you, Deb, mm-hmm. like like-minded people who are interested in mm-hmm. what is the future? Mm-hmm. How are we going to stay connected? What is the new normal? So I hate to say it, it's a little meta, but it's people who are interested in connecting at talks about right. connecting. Mm-hmm. And there we are on the side, you know, so mm-hmm. I know I'm going to honor that not everybody mm-hmm. <laughs> thinks about right. that like you and mm-hmm. I do. Mm-hmm. But I, I think even if they uh, took a percentage away mm-hmm. of what we're talking about mm-hmm. uh, in terms of these these tactics of, of connecting and, and staying in touch um, or just sort of saying that this this mm-hmm. is, this does happen. It's not it's not weird, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like right. people do do, do it um, mm-hmm. that, that I think it also um gives you that kind of mm-hmm. launching pad. And, mm-hmm. or to your point, if you started in the message, I like using the message as a research tool. Like right. when did Deb and I start speaking? Right. Or oh when- yeah. Oh my gosh. I I'm always going back to message and going, how in the heck did I meet this person? <laughs> right. Like, I mean, just use mm-hmm. it again, use your own message chat box as a research tool is mm-hmm. huge. Mm-hmm. Really secret spot. Um, so we were going to talk about um, a depth, like, we were about using videos like right doing oh yes yeah yeah because LinkedIn does have its own platform now which I don't have yet um you know so LinkedIn video LinkedIn you know LinkedIn live and you know it's but it's it's a great tool for people who have it and they're just rolling it out slowly they are rolling out slowly but but you can't I mean I, I, and I'm sorry I should know this are you are you putting up little snippets um, I'm not putting up, well, no, I'm not actually putting up video. Um, well, I, I take that back. I do, but only like every other week. Okay. Um, and so, you know, but, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's one of those, you, you use it and LinkedIn goes, Ooh, you like video. Therefore. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So like, I was going to say and for, and you may have covered this in your other audiences, mm-hmm. I mean, in your other, mm-hmm. other chats, but I think the things that I have learned, um, it has to be less than 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, this is not live. This is just, this is before, you know, mm-hmm. live came around right. they, they cap you at 10 minutes. So, um, so I just was taking kind of snippets of other, of longer interviews and, mm-hmm. and, mm-hmm. and putting them up there just to sort of start testing right. the the water. Mm-hmm. And I think one of the things, so I think to your point that mm-hmm. said to LinkedIn, Oh, she likes video. Mm-hmm. And I, I had applied for the live Evidently, I was rejected. I applied again. So keep I uh, keep trying, mm-hmm. keep trying. Um, but uh, but now I haven't, and I haven't used it yet because mm-hmm. I kind of want to not just show up and throw spaghetti. Right. So mm-hmm. so figuring that out. And I think the other mm-hmm. thing I learned about just even uploading the recorded video was, um, I personally had this intro and you know everything else, mm-hmm. and the feedback was just launch into whatever mm-hmm. it is you're going to talk right. about or whoever you're talking to. Mm-hmm. Don't deal with the intro mm-hmm. because that's just, you're going to lose those eyeballs if somebody's, right. you know. Yeah, it's them. one thing to have an intro on, say, a podcast. Yes. Um, but yeah, on, on LinkedIn, they don't want fluff. They just no. want to get, hear what you, you're going to be talking We're about. We're talking about this. <clears throat> this is what you're going to learn. And um, I think the other thing we've learned with the posting, and and if you've covered, you know, covered this, but I think the other thing um, 
one of the conversations we have about like what works on LinkedIn is mm-hmm. long post or short post, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And and I think their algorithms change, but mm-hmm. I have to say uh, I'm seeing a lot of success with with clients who are going for the longer form posts. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's and they they've actually seen a decline in the posting, you know, the posting on LinkedIn mm-hmm. over in the publishing section. Mm-hmm. Um, they're doing it to keep it active, but right. But a lot of people I know have just sort of said, forget mm-hmm. it. I'm just going to go do long form posts. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't seem to be slowing them down. It gives mm-hmm. somebody something to read. I feel like mm-hmm. it almost gives somebody a pause. We mm-hmm. like, oh, this writer typically writes long form and is entertaining mm-hmm. or educating. I'm mm-hmm. just going to go in here. Mm-hmm. Um, so those are the other things I think that have been a little bit of surprise are mm-hmm. these longer form posts. And, mm-hmm. and, I, and as, as low as our attention span is, I do find personally, I'll stop and read one mm-hmm. if I if I've been predisposed to know that that person right. delivers mm-hmm. good long yeah. form posts. Yeah. yeah. And I tell people, no matter what you're posting, what you're posting is to generate conversation. Um, you know, and, and so I, you know, I, the, the analogy I use the most is LinkedIn. You should be doing what you're doing. If you could with your on your in-person networking, you know, if you walk up to somebody and say, Hey, I, you know, I, Oh my Gosh, Nancy, I just saw, I just read the greatest article. Here's right. what it talked about. Um, you know, and, and what do you think about that? I mean, you know, that's the, the thing. And, and the f- really funny thing is people seem to need permission. You know, they don't comment, even though that box is always there, unless you say, what do you think? Tell me your thoughts, mm-hmm. all those various things. And, and I've just, that's one of the things that I have found is, you know, the second you ask a question, it, or, or maybe you know, it's not that they're giving permission. It's like, oh, well, she's expecting me to respond, so maybe I better respond. Right. Um, you know, and and then if you, you know, then of course the, the if the responsibility falls back on you, if somebody commented on your post, go in and you know respond, reply. Um, you know, and and so that's where it does start taking more time. Right. So the nice thing is, I mean, it's not like the other social media platforms where you're posting multiple times a day, personal or professional. LinkedIn, I mean, you know, you can get by with with posting less frequently as long as you're still following up. Um, because just like in in real life, you know, if you if you made a great comment to me and I just walked off, you're not going to comment again. I mean, that's that's the thing for people yeah. to remember is if you know if somebody takes the time to respond, then you need to respond back. Even if it's just, Hey, Nancy, thanks for, thanks for your comment. Yeah. hundred um, percent. You know. the, the two things that are coming up while you're talking about that one, um, sometimes I have clients who actually, you know, again, they're, let's say they're either new to social media or, or the idea of sharing mm-hmm. stuff in a social media platform. It's just not, you know, it doesn't come naturally to them. Right. Mm-hmm. So, right. so one of the things we talk about is, um, let's say you're sharing that Forbes article or that ink article mm-hmm. or whatever it is that you just read. Why was it interesting? Right. To you? Yes. Why do you mm-hmm. want to share it? Mm-hmm. What's your point of view? You may actually totally disagree with it. Mm-hmm. And that's so great. Comes, you know, do a, put your point of view on it mm-hmm. again. So somebody understands mm-hmm. where you're coming from, mm-hmm. you know, do you agree with this? Are you a friend of the author, mm-hmm. right? Like what is your point of view that makes this worth sharing? Mm-hmm. The person who's going to read it, and I love your point about then asking the question. Mm-hmm. But I think again, make it worth that post mm-hmm. as opposed to feeling like you're, you know, you're filling your mm-hmm. your your LinkedIn stream, right? Um, and, and the other piece about the the commenting and the and the 
going back again, I've, I love seeing, you know, I've just watched recently with, with clients and friends book launches, networking that goes on just literally in the comment section, Mm -hmm. you know, suddenly, suddenly, you Mm -hmm. know, their six friends or people in their Mm -hmm. industry, you know, are all congratulating them. And then we're like, Mm -hmm. great job, Paul, you know, Mm -hmm. suddenly there's a whole community that just gets built in the Mm -hmm. comments of, of these LinkedIn posts, which again, Mm -hmm. in the day of not meeting people in real Mm -hmm. life, Yep. Serves the purpose. Yeah. I I had that happen just yesterday where, you know, I come actually somebody, um, I think they shared one of my podcasts and they said, Hey, this is great information. So I went in and and thanked them. And, you know, because they tagged me, you know, plus I, I saw in the notifications that they had shared it. And so I went in, I thanked them for sharing it. Um, and then somebody else who's connected with them responded and said, Oh my gosh, what a small world. I know Deb too. We just haven't had a chance to get together. And so I responded and I said, okay, we need to fix that. Um, right. You know, and, and so, yeah, I mean, you never know. It's, you know, it, it, my friend Dave Avron wrote the book. It's not who you know, it's who knows. Yeah, now I got the title all messed up. Right. Sorry, Dave. Um, but it's it's not about who we're connected with. It's about who our connections are connected with. Exactly. And so, you know, that really is it, you know, it's, it's, you know, it's great that you, Nancy can help me, but how, you know, who are you connected to who might be able to help me or be a great contact or be a great friend or, or whatever it is. I mean, it's, it's all about building out and continuing to build that. And that is scary for people because they think, oh, what if there's thousands of people? Well, you know, we're not saying you have to talk to those thousand people every single day. Right. Right. I, exactly. And I, I think also, um, Again, we've talked about it, but I think that you, there are putting the human parts into mm-hmm. LinkedIn mm-hmm. so that it doesn't feel so transactional, mm-hmm. so that it does feel like authentic kind of either mm-hmm. community building mm-hmm. or or um, relationship mm-hmm. building. And, and I don't take those terms lightly, and I know you, you don't either, Deb, but I think um, there are still some people who, you know, just violently opposed mm-hmm. to the, you know, this idea of networking. And, and I've I understand that, but mm-hmm. I, I think we have opportunities in LinkedIn mm-hmm. to to make it a warmer, softer, gentler, right. kinder place, mm-hmm. and still be building wonderful communities and making connections for you know impact and businesses mm-hmm. and and growth, right? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, without it kind of being, I made five hundred connections today, mm-hmm. right? Like right. that doesn't have to be uh, the the focus mm-hmm. or the point, right? You know, and of course, the cool thing about LinkedIn is we can be building our network truly worldwide. Um, you know, the, the stats show us that the majority of people on LinkedIn are not in the United States. Mm-hmm. So depending on what it is that you do, you know, it, it might be great that you're developing that that international group of connections, um, you know, and, and it, you know, and even I, the, you, you mentioned before, people are always saying, you know, who should I connect with? And I've had people have said, you know, well, I only want to connect with people 30 miles away from me. Okay, that's great. I mean, that's that's their thought process. That's but but you never know when that person in Hoboken might be a person who knows somebody who is somebody who could use my service. Um, you know, or or even somebody farther away. I mean, you know, I interviewed somebody for the podcast last month. He's in Saigon. Now that was a first. I had never interviewed somebody wow. in Saigon. Um, but yeah, I mean, you never know where those great connections are going to come in. So that's why I say, you know, it, limit your LinkedIn who you request to connect, not just on proximity. You know, even if you are a brick and mortar place, um, you know, l- look at it more as in, okay, 
this person does not have a complete profile. I got a picture the other day on somebody and it was so funny. I had to share it on a private Facebook group that, that we have where we were mocking it. Um, but it, you know, the, the comment that every person made about it was dude, you know, because it was, it was a guy with long hair. He had yellow shades on, I mean, all this stuff. And, and it was like, there's no way I'm connecting with you. I mean, you know, I could just, it, it, but you know, it's so that comes back to have a professional picture, <laughs> you know, all of those things, but look at the profile and decide if there's somebody you want to connect with, as opposed to, I'm sorry, they don't live near me. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I think uh, that's, that's, you know, hey, my sister again, who owns a bookstore, mm-hmm. like she's in St. Right. Louis, but she's friends with the bookstore owners all mm-hmm. over the country because right. they have similar problems mm-hmm. and challenges and, you know, are all in each other's mm-hmm. space. So uh, I, I, I totally agree. And I think also mm-hmm. in working with the clients I work with, they're not for the most part, again, bound by local. Mm-hmm. They're right. so great. And I would even say you've brought up a great point mm-hmm. that, in the pandemic, I have become more inclusive or thoughtful about other time zones mm-hmm. than I was right. mm-hmm. when we were in our own world, going mm-hmm. to our own meetings in our mm-hmm. own time zone, right? Like it, um, I'm now, you know, it, we were talking about clubhouse, like mm-hmm. I'm cognizant. I've had people say to me, it'd be easier if you had this meeting in this time frame mm-hmm. because I'm on the West coast mm-hmm. or being thoughtful about what's going on in mm-hmm. England for those times. And mm-hmm. um, that was not at the forefront of my mind as much yeah. pre as mm-hmm. it is now. And, and I think going forward when you're thinking about, mm-hmm. um, I mean, I know we like to be East coast centric, but, um, I, I hope, and as I'm, as I'm learning to be more inclusive mm-hmm. about a lot of things, that's mm-hmm. another one. I think that's really important is right. to think that way. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, and, and you know, obviously with LinkedIn, if you're just messaging, time doesn't really matter. Um, but, but yeah, then, you know, you, you are kind of thinking about, okay, well, this person is, four hours away, six hours away, whatever, you know, so if we connect, we just have to take, a, you know, that into to thought if we go to actually connect online, right. um, you know, and, and so, uh, you know, it's, yeah, it's like on, I mean, second was a weird one that, that time zone just really threw us. I mean, I ended up being early morning. He ended up being late at night and it worked. I mean, you know, um, but I wouldn't do that real often, but, no. but yeah, I mean, it's just, it's something. And, you know, I think we're discovering also that, you know, obviously people are now working from wherever, you know, and, and I think a lot of offices are going to stay virtual or may go back into, you know, some form of hybrid. But I think many offices, I won't say most, but I think many offices aren't going to have their people come back, um, you know, yeah. or it will be in, in such a weird way. And and so we're going to be working at weird times, you know, and then if you've got, oh, kids at home that you're having a homeschool, that really, you know, you might not be doing your work until 11 o'clock at night, um, you know, and, and so yeah, time zones are getting kind of wonky with, you know, yeah, what, what I, we're even I, doing. I, you know, and I think also just, as you said, talking about in-person, sorry, mm-hmm. not to say in-person, but live things, mm-hmm. right. Whether it's a zoom event or it's, you know, mm-hmm. back to doing your LinkedIn live. Okay. I now have to think like, not only when are people on LinkedIn mm-hmm. or is it most likely to be seen, but who am I focusing on seeing right. it again? Mm-hmm. Is it going to be mostly East coast before mm-hmm. work or do I want to do the lunch hour that captures West coast morning? You know, like right. there's a lot more that goes, that goes into that. Yeah. And, and the key is to alternate, you know, you do something that's going to hit West coasters at lunch. And then the next time you do it where it hits East coasters at lunch or, right. you know, whatever, um, you know, and, and, or, you know, you, you, yeah, I mean, it's, we're, we're all flexible. We can deal with that, but that also comes to our, into our personal realm. Um, you know, I don't typically do events in the evening online or in person. 
I just, I just don't. I mean, you know, and, and so I figure, well, you know, I'm probably not the only one like that. So maybe I should do things during the day. Um, my, and, and weekends, I mean, people tend to forget that we can do business on weekends. Um, my friend, Brian Basilico, who's been a guest on this program several times, uh, he has started doing a LinkedIn live Saturdays at 11 Eastern time. And, and it's, you know, and, and yeah, see my eyebrows went up too. Um, and I said, Saturday, and he's getting a huge following. Now it's 11 for me on a Saturday morning. So I typically have other things I'm going to be doing, yeah. but he said, you know, that and now he's in Chicago in the Chicago area. So that's 10 for him. Um, you know, and, and so that, but, but yeah, I mean, he's, he did his research and he said, you know, he discovered there are a lot of people on LinkedIn on Saturday mornings. Wow. Good. That yeah. is really helpful. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. I, my longer form or longer narrative clients, mm-hmm. we're definitely a fan of the Saturday morning mm-hmm. weekly email yep. because they write, they, you know, mm-hmm. they are not sending the one paragraph. Mm-hmm. They're sending the exclusive right. content, mm-hmm. thoughtful mm-hmm. piece that needs you to be able to read it. So we, right. I'm, I'm a fan of the newsletter. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say personally, when people tell me they've scheduled something at five o'clock on a Sunday, I'm mm-hmm. no, Mm-mm. sorry. Right. Yeah. I, I mean, I think mm-hmm. I've even tweeted about it. I'm like, mm-hmm. I don't schedule worky things mm-hmm. for me on a Sunday. Mm-hmm. Right. Kind of one thing, but I, I don't showing up at five, six or seven on a Sunday. Now, aside from anything Saturdays, else, that means I've got to do my hair. I've got to, you know. Saturdays can be an optional one if the time allows. Mm-hmm. I'm with that. But the Sunday one, I kind of like, I need the break before mm-hmm. we go into Monday. Right. Yeah. But it might be a good time to do a post, say at 8 p.m., you know, because so, people are, are sitting down um, and, you know, they're just sitting with their phone as they're watching TV, um, you know, and, and so that might be a, a perfect time to, to do a post. Yeah. And to your point, research, test, go like, go look at the data points, like go see what worked like that. If nothing else, that's your takeaway. Like do this, Mm -hmm. but go back and say, did it work? Did it not work? Why did it work? Mm -hmm. Was it a matter of timing? Mm -hmm. Was it a matter of tagging? Was it a matter of, Mm -hmm. of how you did it? Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah, that's, I think the other thing is um, that I do like to bring back to, to, to clients is what did you learn? Mm-hmm. Like, let's not right. do it. Say nothing happened or it didn't work. Well, let's dive Why in. didn't it work? Mm-hmm. Why didn't it? Or let's, why did it? And mm-hmm. how do we do mm-hmm. more of that? Right. And I, right. I think that's another part. Mm-hmm. Um, and, with- and obviously be flexible. I mean, what works this month might not work next month. Right. Um, I mean, you know, that's, and, and a big part of that, I mean, you know, we can blame it on the pandemic, but no, nah, I mean, it's always been that way. And part of it's been because platforms change. I mean, all these various things, um, you know, and, and so that's, that's, I mean, that's, but that's the cool thing about social. I mean, it's not like it's a magazine that we have published or a direct mail piece or even your website, you know, with social we can be much more flexible and, and we can change or add. I mean, you know, it's like, okay, well, I've always done this at 8 p.m. on, okay, well, right. I'm going to still continue doing 8 p.m., but let's do a 7 a.m. and just see what works. Right. Um, you know, we used to call it A-B testing. Still do call it A-B testing. Yeah, we just call it testing. Yeah, yeah. but but say. yeah, I mean, it's, you know, it's, it's the thing. And, and, you know, I always have clients that say, well, when is the best time to post? I tell them, ugh. I mean, you know, right. I mean that's again, a moving target. What are you trying to, what is your goal? Right. Who's your audience? What yeah. are you trying to do? That's yeah. a whole like another right. kettle of fish, but there well, is no. And, and people have to remember on LinkedIn, 
you have an audience too. I mean, you know, we all think about, okay, who's, especially if we've got, say, a Facebook business page, who who are our followers, you know, and those things. But on LinkedIn, I mean, you have hopefully developed a certain audience there too, you know, and, and so you know, okay, these are people who really are going to be available on a Saturday morning or, you know, Monday afternoon, whatever it is. I mean, you know, think right. about who you're posting for. A hundred percent. No. And again, that's sometimes a foreign concept for Mm -hmm. people to think about building their own communities and Mm -hmm. audiences. But Mm -hmm. I I love the way you've, you've framed it that way in terms of, or I say, when do you want to chat with your peeps? Sorry. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. yeah, they haven't heard from you in a while. They need, they need to hear from you. Mm -hmm. And LinkedIn needs to hear from you. Right. Because it does have those algorithms too. I mean, it's not just, oh, Nancy hasn't posted in six months. (gasps) Let's put her stuff first and foremost. It's like, no, Nancy has to post again quite a bit before it goes, oh yeah, she's, you know, and and it's funny. I saw a post on Facebook today from somebody who had not posted in a year. (laughs) And and I'm actually surprised I saw it. It was kind of LinkedIn tell you this is the first time this person's posted. No, I I was thinking it was like, you know, I don't think I've seen anything from them for a while. So I went and looked and yeah, they, they hadn't done anything in a year. Um, But yeah, so, but yeah, you normally, yeah, LinkedIn likes people and there's a variety of reasons that, you know, and of course we're out of time, so we can't talk about it, but there are a variety of reasons why you want to be more active because, you know, in a nutshell, LinkedIn likes to promote the people who are active. Right. <laughs> yeah, that's 100%. what it comes down no, to. A hundred percent. Exactly. And so I think that's the other reason I say to people stay mm-hmm. consistent. Mm-hmm. You cannot do it on your own. Mm-hmm. Get help. There are right. people that can help you do right. it. Well, oh my gosh, what a great segue. (laughs) So tell us how they can connect with you because you do provide those services. So first tell us what you do and then tell us how they find you. Um, the, the big picture is, as we've talked about all literally this, this whole hour, uh, Deb is I really enjoy helping people get seen, found and heard and okay. doing, you know, um, doing that using social media, email mm-hmm. and, and their marketing and, and helping them figure out the best authentic strategy mm-hmm. for them, you know, to, to, to do this and grow this. So mm-hmm. whether it's figuring out the strategy or helping, you know, actually craft a plan mm-hmm. or digging in the weeds and holding the hands of, of getting mm-hmm. it done. But I, I go back to the what's manageable and, and, you know, and authentic so that it works for them that we're mm-hmm. not, you know, here's what you have to do. And it's not alignment with what you mm-hmm. want to be or who you are. It's not mm-hmm. going to work as, as you know. So, um, so figuring that out and again, LinkedIn, find me on LinkedIn. I am Nancy Sheed of Sheed Communications. So I am literally backslash Nancy Sheed, S-H-E-E-D. I have a website that is nancysheed.com. And I'm also on Instagram and Facebook and Clubhouse if you're on Clubhouse. So that's how we met. Exactly. My one and only time being on Clubhouse. So you know. And look, voila. <laughs> Thank I you. This it. And also a, a quick plug. I do have a, like well, I mentioned it, but I, I am happy to send, I have a, you know, the 10 steps to all-star status Great. for LinkedIn. So if okay. anybody's listening uh, it's a video. I'm happy to send, okay. they can, you know, listen to it, hit pause, work on the profile. Mm-hmm. Perfect. You know, and and uh, I've gotten a lot of great feedback that that's a very useful tool. I love it. I love it. Well, again, it's nancysheed.com. Easy peasy, easy peasy. Um, so Nancy, what final thoughts would you like to leave us with? I, I think to, uh, with regard to LinkedIn, it's a no brainer. Mm-hmm. It's free. It's pretty easy. If it's not, call Deb or call me. You know, I just, 
as we come out of the pandemic, I really think we've gotten used to using the internet to do a lot of the background research mm-hmm. and even bef- you know, before the pandemic. So I think um, just getting that profile set up uh, in a way that, you know, feels, feels authentic and natural, but professional, right. And, mm-hmm. and I use the word optimized. Um, there's just no reason not to, it costs nothing. Um, and it just, it, it, it has so much value that it can bring you um, as, as we're moving forward in this new world. Perfect. I love it. I love it. Well, I've been having an absolutely delightful conversation with Nancy Sheed. I'm Deb Creer. And until next time, everyone have a great day. Tune in for our next program for even more trends, best practices, and techniques for how to make your business a success. The Business Power Hour, hosted by Deb Creer, is proud to be part of the C-Suite Network. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.